Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hello and welcome to Calvary Live. Uh, This is the call-in radio program where you can ask questions Uh, all kinds of questions that you may have about the Bible, questions about uh, different religions or maybe even cults uh, that you've heard about or a a teaching that you've heard from someone that you felt was a little bit off. Uh, We'd love to discuss those things with you today. And the number to call in with your questions is 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. The text line again is 720-336-0897. Again, um, we would love to talk talk with you today, whether you've got a question or whether you've got a prayer request um, that you'd need, like prayer for yourself or your family or anything like that. Uh, We would love to talk through those things with you. I'm your guest host today. My name is Pastor Nate Morris. I'm filling in. Um, I used to be a regular on the show, but it's been a couple years, and now I just kind of fill in occasionally, but it's always a blessing to be with you and uh, am blessed to be on the program today. I'm a pastor at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel uh, in the Vail Valley of Colorado, and I know many of our listeners are listening in the front range. If you guys are ever up in the mountains over the weekend, whether it's for a ski trip or a camping trip or something like that, we'd have love to have you visit us on a Sunday morning and uh, worship with us while you're up on your vacation or your weekend in the, in the mountains. We'd love to have you join us. That's Mountain Life uh, Calvary Chapel. You can visit us at mountainlife.church. Um, also, uh, we are doing internships this summer. If you'd be interested in doing an internship in Colorado in the mountains, we'd love to uh, talk to you more about that. You can find more information on our website at mountainlife.church. Dot church. Once again, if you'd like to call in with a question or a prayer request or anything like that, would love to talk with you today. Would love to uh, pray with you. Um, you can reach us at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. Or you can text the phone number 720-336-0897. Once again, that text line is 720-336-0897. Again, my name is Pastor Nate Morris. And uh, if you'd like more information about me and kind of stuff that I've got going on, you can check out mountainlife.church, our church website, or you can go to pastornate.com. That's Pastor N and then the number 8.com. Uh, a little play on words there, Pastor Nate. Uh, And I I host a weekly podcast and um, blog and some other stuff that you can find on that website as well. Once again, that's pastorn8.com. So it looks like we've got our first caller on the line, uh, Linda from Evans, Colorado. Linda, welcome to the program. um, I have a son in the Army, and he was asking me questions about God, and he wanted to know if God had a sense of humor or if God was always serious. My answer to him was, God is always serious, but I didn't know what to answer after that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, I think that we, you know, 
if we're looking to the Bible for whether God has a sense of humor, um, I think there are things that we can see that indicate that God does have a sense of humor. Um, and of course, he's serious in some sense. You know, he's serious uh, in the sense that he takes sin seriously and he loves us and his love for us is very sincere and serious. But, um, but what the Bible says is that God created man in his image. Um, and so not everything about man is, is a reflection of God, but the things that um, when we look at our, our makeup and the way that we've been created, we're created in the image of God. And I think humor is a part of that. Um, now, humor can be a good thing. It can also be a negative thing if it's something, you know, like crass, rude humor. Obviously, we know that that's not uh, something that God would be a part of. But um, I, I think that you know, I think that God does have a sense of humor. In fact, if I, when we read through the Gospels and we see Jesus in some of his situations and he's talking about the, the blind man, you know, leading the blind or he's talking about, um, you know, trying to pick a, a speck of dust out of your neighbor's eye. Meanwhile, you've got a log sticking out of your own eye. The visual of that has got to be ridiculous. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like a, it, when somebody's hearing that story, they're thinking, oh, yeah, that would be just obnoxious, somebody having a big log sticking out of their face. Um, but it doesn't full on right out say anywhere in scripture, God has a sense of humor. So uh, you have to make that inference from some things. But um, I, I tend to believe that he does. Does he joke around, mom? Do you think he jokes around? I said, I don't know. He goes, because we joke around. And I said, I don't know. I couldn't answer you, but I'll call online and I'll ask for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great question. And I think, you know, that's a, that, that shows kind of an interesting, just good heart to want to know more about the Lord, you know, um, really just putting our, ourselves before him. Um, but I do think that there are a few things that we see in scripture that, that, that does show that God has a sense of humor. Um, you know, even another one is I'm thinking of in, in the Old Testament where the Israelites were, um, using the, the Ark of the Covenant kind of like a good luck charm in battle, and God wasn't having any of it. And so he let the enemies, um, the Philistines, capture the Ark of the Covenant. And so they put it in their temple. And um, when they came into their temple the next day, they found that their god, their idol of their god, Dagon, had fallen flat on its face in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And so they set it up again, and then it happened the next time, but this time his head and his hands were cut off. And it's almost like God was kind of, you know, poking fun at them. Oh, you think that this God is powerful, um, you know, putting, he put Dagon in this kind of submission position before them. Um, and there's, there's lots of different little things like that where you can kind of see God's sense of humor. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that God invented humor, you know, that it's something that he created and he, he put into us. It's just, just like anything else, we have to use it the right way, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you say a prayer for my son in the army? Yeah, absolutely. What's his name? His name is Burnaby. Burnaby. Okay, let's do it right now. Lord, we just come before you and we lift up Burnaby to you, Lord, and we pray uh, that you would just be with him. And just as he's serving his country, Lord, um, pray that you would protect him, pray that you would encourage him, pray that you would surround him with people who point him towards you and lift him up and, and build him up in his walk with you, Lord. And I just pray, just as he has those questions about you, Lord, that he dig in even more and just want to know you more and to, to learn more about you and that you would reveal those things to him through your word and through others as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Have a great day. You God too. bless you. Bye-bye.
Bye. Awesome. Well, um, great. To, that's a great question. Great question. Uh, so if you'd like to call in with your questions or your prayer requests, you can reach us at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number to call in is 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line is 720-336-0897. Once again, my name is Pastor Nate Morris from Mountain Life uh, Calvary Chapel in the Vale Valley of Colorado. And it looks like we've got somebody on uh, line two, line two. So Helen on line two, welcome yes. to the program. Thank you very much for answering my phone call. Um, this is a prayer request for my daughter and her daughter. Okay. She broke, she broke off with someone a year and two months ago. And during the year and two months, he has continued to contact her. She ignores all the calls. Um, he cheated on her, and he thinks that that was okay. Best it, and she um, she doesn't want to be with him. And she let him know, but he's cheated more than once. And just lately, the calls have gotten so ugly and so bad. He's threatening her life uh, and her daughter's life and other family members' lives. So she's filed. I don't know what it's called, but he's in jail right now because of all the threats and what he's having people do. And um, so she's living in fear. Okay. And uh, I just would like prayer for her safety and my granddaughter's safety, but for him, for the Lord to touch him and, and, and let him realize he's just got to let her go and leave it alone and stop with the threats. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Would love, would love to pray um, for her and for him and for this whole situation. And so let's let's come together before the Lord and lift it up. And so, Lord, we just come before you, and we just know that you see everything that's going on in this situation. We know that you um, have a, a bigger perspective than any of us do about this, Lord. And so we pray right now that you would intervene. We pray uh, for this man, Lord, that you would help him to accept the no that has been given to him, Lord. We pray that you would uh, draw him to you, Lord. I pray that you would help him to see that the thing that he's really looking for is relationship with you, ultimately, Lord, and um, the healing that only you can bring and the fulfillment that only you can bring. So would you reveal that to him, Lord? I pray for her, Lord, that you would bring her peace and, and hope in the midst of this, Lord, that you would calm her fears, uh, that you would protect her and her daughter, and um, just pray that you would move in this whole situation, Lord, that you would bring it just to a miraculous resolution that gives you glory and protects all involved. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank well, you. yeah, thank you for your call, Helen, and um, we will keep the situation in prayer, and we'd love to hear any updates that you have down the road. Yes, thank you very much. God bless you all. All right. God bless you. God bless you. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris hosting today um, from Mountain Life Calvary Chapel in the Vale Valley of Colorado. And we'd love to talk. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, if you'd like to be on the program, you can call us 
at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. Or you can text 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. And we've got two open lines, but it looks like we've got Matthew on line one. Matthew, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nate. Uh, thanks for taking my call. So, yeah. my question is, I was listening to Pastor Greg Glory today about... Uh, uh, you know, about taking communion before you uh, fully commit your heart to Christ, and uh, I, I think in the in the past I kind of you know didn't know all about what Pastor Greg was uh, talking about, and uh, you know I, I took communion before I was fully you know in Christ. You know, so I mean, uh, is that how's that? I mean. I'm saved now, of course, and, and walking with the Lord, and uh, I'm not perfect, but, uh, you know, definitely definitely seeing God work in my life, and uh, just kind of was thinking about that, like, man, I, I, think I, I think I did take communion when, when, I, when I didn't confess my sins and, and ask God into my heart, but when I was a kid, I, I know that I probably, I can't remember, but, I mean, I went to church all the time with my family, and was rebellious about it, but I, I, I liked going, and I, I think I did ask Christ into my heart, but I fell away, and, um, you know, uh, just, uh, I remember I did take communion, uh, just, I didn't know, I just thought it was like, uh, I don't know, it was just, you know, there, and everybody else was going, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't just eat it, you know, and, and not care about it, but I... I did, uh, you know, pray with, you know, other people. So I'm just gonna, just gonna ask you about that. And I don't want to, I don't want to be on the, I don't want to, I don't want to go to hell, and I, I don't want to be on the house with, with God. So. Yeah, Matthew, thanks for your call, and that's a great question. Um, you know, I think um, what Pastor Greg was talking about absolutely is is true that we should be. Uh, we should take communion seriously, um, and it's something that we should approach with reverence and not just kind of flippantly. In fact, this is why some denominations require you to go through what they call a confirmation process before you can take communion as a part of the church. Um, and all of this kind of comes out of a, a teaching that Paul, uh, the apostle, gave in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And it really what it stems from is the, the Corinthians in this church were— um, treating communion really disrespectfully and they were basically throwing this big party and people were fighting in line to get their communion in that case it was wine and bread and uh it said some people were having so much wine that they were getting drunk and other people didn't even get a chance to uh partake of communion it was just a big mess an ugly mess that ended up in fights and all kinds of other stuff and paul's like what are you doing like this this how is this representing jesus in what you're doing um, and so that, that's really where the, 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 the reminder to take this seriously comes from um, in that we don't want to we don't want to dishonor what Jesus did for us on the cross. Right. That's that's the reason that he's giving that that warning in that section. If you'd like to look at it later, you can look at it in First Corinthians chapter 11. Um, but really what he's speaking about in this section is believers acting disrespectfully towards God in their partaking of the Lord's Supper. Um, he's not talking about somebody who's not a believer 
and that person's taking communion and doesn't really know what they're doing because um, that person that's not a believer is already under judgment from God until they become a believer, right? So that there's not like more judgment that would be put on them than is already there uh, until they put their faith in Jesus. And I, I think that really what it comes down to is a, a current evaluation of how you are coming before the Lord in that moment as you approach the communion table. Um, so for you, I don't think that you need to look back and think about, oh, did I mess up in taking communion when I wasn't a Christian? Or did I mess up in taking it in a wrong way in the past? It's more about um, as we come to the communion table, which uh, for our church, we get to take communion this Sunday. Uh, we do it the first Sunday of every month, so that that'll be what we're going to do. Um, and as you come to that table, it's a fresh chance to come before the Lord and say, Jesus you know, look at my life, and I, I know that I've got a lot of stuff all over that I need to just surrender to you, and I want to submit to you and receive the the blessing that you've given me as I take this communion with um, fellow believers. And it, it's really just coming with an attitude of really respect and awe towards who God is in that moment. Um, and I think if you are doing that, when you're taking communion and you're worshiping God through your process of taking communion that you're doing great and exactly what God would ask of you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Thank you, Pastor Nate. And, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, you kind of you kind of don't want to, at the time, I didn't know, and you kind of don't want to be left out kind of thing, and you're like, right. and that's, that's not a good excuse, but now, on this Sunday, we are doing communion too, and I was I've taken community before and totally, totally been like, I, I start like crying because, you know, you just, you just remember what, what Christ has actually done for us and totally being respectful of it now. But uh, I, I just, I felt a little conviction of it today when I was listening to the sermon there from Pastor Greg and I was like, wow. Uh, and I, I hope I'm. I hope I'm good and pray that I. And I even asked Jesus, like, I didn't know what I was doing, and um, you know, just yeah. You explained it so perfectly. Thank you so much. And uh, it, it took a lot of courage for me to uh, to ask that and put it out on the air. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's other believers that uh, that needed to hear that too. Yeah, no, that's, Matthew, it's a great question, and I'm really glad that you did call and ask that, because I think that there are probably people out there who have wondered about that passage and about that teaching, um, because I, I think the conviction that you felt about it is a good thing, in the sense that it will take you from this moment forward just to really respect that moment of taking communion and realize the weight of it. And the weight of it really is not in taking bread and juice together as a church, the weight of it is in what Jesus did on the cross, right? And the amazing thing about what Jesus did on the cross is it wiped out all of your past, present, and future sins. I mean, everything that you have ever done is gone, including whatever ways you may have disrespected uh, him in communion in the past. So that's why I said before, you know, we don't need to look back and, and, and you know, worry about how we've done it in the past as much as how am I approaching this as I take it the next time. Um, and, you know, some, for some of our groups and denominations, um, communion has be taken a little bit of a backseat in some ways um, 
and I, I, I think that it's it's a, a healthy thing to really reevaluate and and think about that and realize the uh, the plan of God in that and the reason that it's a, a serious thing, but it's also a joyful thing in that as we take that that bread and that juice, we're remembering and celebrating the fact that our sins have been washed away. And it's not it's not something we approach with fear in the sense of we're being worried about judgment. Um, but really we approach with awe in the sense of gratitude for what God has done and that it, it, it's a serious thing because we're reflecting on the fact that he allowed his body to be broken for us, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, yes, Pastor. And, uh, you know, thank you so much. I just, I don't want to be fake uh, in my faith. And uh, I just, I, you know, being a former Marine, you know, how you um, always want to be like, walking the line and um yeah no it, it, it makes me feel so much better thank you absolutely no problem and anytime you have a question like that feel free to give us a call back um this is a great place for really exploring those things so thanks for your time matthew thanks for your yeah, call you. appreciate it Amen. and thank you have you. a great day all right god bless. god bless you too all right. All right. Well, you are listening to Calvary Live. Uh, I am your guest host for today, Pastor Nate Morris, and would love to answer any questions you may have. The phone number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. And we've got open lines right now. Um, so if you'd like to call us, you can call 303-690-3000. And in the meantime, I'm going to take a quick look at the text line here and answer a question or two from that um, let's see so uh, we awesome we've got a, a praise report that came in through the text line uh, 1a uh, texted that several weeks ago uh, I called in and asked for prayer for a person I work with who has special needs there was a concern that it might be cancer her surgery was today and the tumor was benign thank you everyone for praying that is awesome. Um, praise God for that. What a, a great praise report. And thank you for sharing that praise report with us as well. It's always a blessing to hear uh, how God has answered those prayers. And so for all of you who are listeners that prayed um, for this person, and praise God, he heard your prayers and answered them. So, um, and, uh, it's, you know, God is faithful to answer the prayers of his people. So what a blessing that is. What a blessing that is. Um, also, we've got another text here. Let's take a look. Okay, uh, this person says, um, please pray for my son's back. He's in pain and has to work tomorrow. Um, absolutely. Let's take a second. This is for Angie, for her son. So let's take a second and just pray for Angie's son here. Lord, we just come before you and we lift up Angie's son to you. And we pray uh, that you would bring healing for him, that you would bring rest and restoration so that when he goes to work tomorrow, Lord, he would have a pain-free day. And Lord, I pray uh, whatever's causing that pain, that you would just bring clarity to that, Lord, whether it's through medical intervention or whatever, Lord, I pray that you would open up doors for healing. Um, and I pray that you would, through the midst of the struggle and the trial, Lord, that you would draw him closer to you in and through this, Lord. And we know that you're working it together for your glory and for his good. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for sharing that, Angie, and thanks for the encouragement on that text as well. God bless you. Uh, once again, if you'd like to call us today, we've got a few minutes left before the break. 
and would love to start one more uh, call before we get on the break. You can call us at 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. If you'd like to text us, you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. And uh, we might have time for one more before we go to the break here today. And we'll have just a quick two-minute break. Um, I have been sick for the past two weeks, actually, with COVID myself. I'm, I'm recovering now. I'm doing much better. But um, I was kind of laid up. I was fairly ill with it, honestly. I uh, didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that. But I'm glad to be well and um, being able to be on the line today and host. Uh, it's a blessing to be with you guys and um, it's interesting when you are laid up for you know any period of time usually you know whenever I've had the flu or something like that it's just gone for a couple days Uh, but this has been much longer Uh, for me it's been almost two weeks really of being sick and uh, in that process just laying around and being stuck at home on quarantine and all of that um, you know you kind of hope that you would have some sort of revelation or um, have some sort of, you know, what did God speak to you? And I honestly, what I was reminded of is that sometimes life is just hard and you just go through it and yet God is there with you in the midst of it. And, you know, it wasn't that I had some amazing, you know, voice that spoke to me and gave me some message in the middle of it, you know, or it wasn't that God was teaching me some specific lesson. Um, It really was just, okay, this is a really hard two weeks and I really don't feel good. And yet God is still faithful and he's still good. And as you're laying there and you, you know, are, are, are going through that, sometimes, you know, I think maybe somebody just needs to hear that today, that there doesn't have to be some grand you know, revelation in the midst of your trial, Um, you know, God's presence in your life um, in and of itself is enough. And just sometimes just having him get you through that struggle and that trial and coming out on the other side and experiencing the fact that he truly does, as it says in Romans 8, 28, work all things together for good um, is more than enough. And it's something that can be life-changing. So um, I I don't know, hopefully that blesses somebody out there today just to know that, you know, yes, God does allow hard things um, and he does use hard things to to grow us and to shape us and to mold us into his image. Um, But sometimes, you know, we're we're so busy looking for the reason and the answer and the, the purpose behind it all. But I think sometimes we can miss just the presence of God and the, the hand of God holding us through it because we're looking for um, A plus B must equal C. And so there's got to be a, a clear reason, a clear purpose that God is doing this. And sometimes really all it is is that we would draw close to him and that we would cast ourselves fully and wholly on him um, with nothing else. Um, available to us. So hope that's encouraging for you today. Um, Looks like we got one more uh, text question come in, or it's actually a prayer request. So let's do that, and we'll um, head that out into the break here in just a second. This is for Cora, um, who has leukemia, and she's home now, and she needs a bone marrow donor. So let's pray for a bone marrow donor for Cora together. Lord, we come before you, and we lift up Cora to you, and we just pray that you would provide a match for a bone marrow donor for her, Lord, as she's got leukemia. 
And as she, I'm sure, no doubt, is struggling through this, Lord, I pray that you would meet her, that you would encourage her, that you would build her up, Lord, that you would, she would find your presence in the midst of this trial in her life. And I pray that you would open doors um, and miraculously provide someone that could come in and donate that bone marrow for her, Lord. And we know that you're in control and you're able to do all things. And so we pray that you would do that in this situation. And we lift it up to you, Lord, and we pray that you would move powerfully um, by your spirit. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Well, uh, we would love to um, hear an update on that. If a, a donor comes through for Cora, we'd love to know that. Um, would you share that with us and let us know? Would you text us if that comes through? Um, and um, there's also an opportunity to, if you're interested in donating, um, bethematch.org is a way that you can look about donating yourself so check that out we're going to go to the break here stick around we'll be back in just a second give us a call at 303-690-3000 and we'll join you after the break Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are glad to be on the air answering your questions and praying today. If you've got any uh, questions about the Bible or questions about um, God or religions or cults um, or anything like that, or if you've got a prayer request that you'd like to, to share with us today, we'd love to hear it. Um, you can call us once again at 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We've got all open lines right now. You can also text 720-336-0897. Um, so once again, call 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. I'm your guest host today, Pastor Nate Morris uh, from Mountain Life Calvary Chapel in Vail Valley of Colorado. And uh, Easter is coming up. So if you have plans to be in the mountains uh, for Easter this year, we'd love to invite you to join us for our Easter celebration. Uh, we are doing a big celebration out at Four Eagle Ranch it's going to be awesome. Um, just a little bit of a different thing. It's going to be a ton of fun, um, a good way to celebrate with your family. So you can find out more information about that at mountainlife.church, mountainlife.church. Um, also, we have an internship program this summer. And so if you are a graduating high school senior or college senior, or if you know one that would be interested in interning with us, um, up in the mountains near Vail. We are having an internship program. It's going to be a part-time paid internship and just a great way for kids to learn how to serve the Lord and spend some time in the mountains, mountain biking, rafting, doing all that fun stuff. So you can find out more information about that on mountainlife.church, uh, mountainlife.church and um, would love to share more about that with you as well. Also, I have a podcast that I host every week, um, the Pastor Nate Morris podcast, and you can find that on all your podcasting platforms. But if you'd like to get more information or take a look at that, you can visit my website at pastornate.com, but it's actually pastorn and then the number 8.com, pastorn8.com. 
uh, and you'll find my blog there and podcasts. And on my podcast, we like to talk about a lot of the hard issues. We talk about politics, about race, about um, divisions in the church and all kinds of uh, stuff that um, really, it's kind of the stuff that like we don't, we don't like to talk about in church a little bit. And so if you don't mind getting a little bit uncomfortable and digging into some hard issues, you can uh, join us on that, uh, the Nate Morris podcast, everywhere you podcast or at pastorn8.com. Um, and we've got open lines. Once again, you can call us today at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897, 303-690-3000, or text 720-336-0897. Um, would love to answer any questions you may have or um, pray with you about anything that's going on in your life or um, anything that may be going on that you would like to just t talk to somebody about or get some information on. You know, I was thinking recently um, about 1 John chapter 1. I was actually reading through it. Um, and, you know, I, I had a little bit of an insight that I hadn't really had before. Uh, maybe it's maybe it was just because I'd kind of taken this one verse out of context a little bit. Uh, but in First John chapter one, starting in verse five, it says this: "This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk as in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another." and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, the interesting thing about this is I had kind of always taken uh, verse 7 where it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I always kind of took that as if we walk uprightly or if we walk, you know, not walking in sin, if we really try to live in the light. Um, but... I don't actually believe that that's what this section is communicating anymore. I've, after I've spent some time really digging into it and exploring the context of this scripture, the very next verse in verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And so if, if the light is referring to the absence of sin, then it doesn't make any sense because verse 8 says that if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But then in verse 9, it says, if we confess ourselves, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So really what this whole section in context is saying is if we walk in the light, which really means being real about who we are, being real about our struggles and our difficulties and our trials and our hardships and our sin, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so if we walk in darkness, essentially if we cover all of that stuff up, we don't actually have fellowship with him. But if we walk in the light and we say, if we recognize that we do have sin, because it says if we don't, if we say we don't have sin, we lie and the truth isn't in us. 
But then if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And really what this is saying is don't put on your church face, right? Do you know what the church face is? It's kind of that, that smile that you put on when you walk into church on Sunday morning. You might have been driving, you know, with your spouse in the car, screaming and yelling at each other the whole way to church. And you get there and you hop out of your car and somebody says, hi, how are you doing? And you put on a big old smile and I'm great. How are you, right? That's the church face. And, and really what John is saying is, hey, don't just pretend like everything's all right and you've got it all figured out. Walk in the light. Be real. Like, don't, don't pretend like you don't have sin in your life because you can't get healing and you can't get restoration from that sin if you cover it up. You've got to bring it out into the open. And that's really the essence of, of confession and repentance, right? We've got to confess our sins, as it says in verse 9. And then when we do that, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and to cleanse us. But if we say that we haven't sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so we need to walk in the light, being open and real about what's going on. That doesn't mean being okay with it. No, that's not the point at all. It's not that we're just okay with being sinners caught up in our sin, but being real about it so that God can cleanse us and so that our brothers and sisters around us can support us in our endeavor to follow the Lord more closely. You know, it kind of makes me think of um, sunlight is really a great disinfectant agent. I don't know if you've heard this before, but but really most of the world in third world countries, the, the way that they purify their water for drinking is not through some big plant and some, you know, filters and all of these things. The, the easiest and simplest way to purify water and to kill bacteria and microbes in it is to take your a water bottle, just a plastic water bottle, fill it up with water, screw the cap on tight, and leave it in direct sunlight for five to six hours. If you can do that, it kills 99.9% .9 of the bacteria in that water. It's pretty crazy. You wouldn't think that, and now I'm not saying that you should just go do that tomorrow just to test it out, but if you're in a survival situation and you need water, that is a great way to purify your water. That's what a large percentage of our world does. The sunlight cleanses, and it's the same thing when we bring our messes out into the light um, is to say, okay, hey, I, I, I'm a mess. I really need some help with this sin that I'm struggling with, with this lust that I'm dealing with, or with this uh, addiction to alcohol that I'm dealing with, or even with this, like, I'm stuck on social media too much. I, I, I need to bring it out into the light and confess it and repent from it and allow God to heal me and allow those around me to come and support me. But when we cover it up, then we're walking in darkness and not practicing the truth. We're not actually living in fellowship with him. It's only when we confess and are real and honest about our mistakes and our sinfulness and our struggles that we can experience that purifying light of God that, that comes in and delivers us from it. So uh, I hope that's encouraging for you. Um, I hope that gives you a little bit of freedom to not feel like you have to have it all together to come to church. That's not the point, right? You come to church as a part of bringing yourself into the light and saying, okay, here you go, God, take it, please, you know, heal me and restore me and make things, you know, new for me. Um, I want to see healing in my life. I want to see restoration. So would you move in my life? Um, so definitely um, don't let yourself feel like you can't go to church because you've messed up too bad. That's not the way that it works. The opposite is true. Um, you need to be there. You need to get plugged in. You need to bring your mess into the light and allow God to shine on it and to bring healing for you in that. So, 
Um, once again, we would love to pray for you. We'd love to answer any questions that you may have, uh, things that might have come up in your life, um, difficulties that you're going through that you'd like, you know, some insight on, or um, maybe, you know, maybe you've had somebody knock on your door recently or uh, something like that wanting to talk about, um, you know, being a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon and you've got questions about that, we'd love to talk about those things. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text the phone number 720-336-0897. Once again, you can call 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Would love to, um, to chat with you, would love to pray with you. Um, anything that you've got going on. So um, again, my name is Pastor Nate. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can visit pastorn8.com, um, get more information on there. I've got a, uh, I wrote an Advent devotional this past year, 31 days of um, Advent devos. Um, got some blog posts on there. I have um, the podcast that I do on there and um, just talking about a lot of the hot button issues in culture and society. Maybe you've got a question about one of those that you'd like to talk about today. Question about politics, um, a question about race relations, or uh, a question about, um, you know, critical theory and the different um, ideas behind that and the things that are our world is teaching us as a worldview uh, these days. We'd love to talk about those things as well. You can connect with us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897, 303-690-3000 or 720-336-0897. Would love to talk with you, um, would love to connect with you. Um, one of the things that I would love your um, prayer for is just as I continue to recover from COVID, um, just would love to kind of get back to 100%. So I'm probably at like 80% right now, um, finding myself very tired, still a lot and a couple mild symptoms. They've told me that I'm um, not contagious anymore and out of quarantine, but definitely still feeling under the weather. So would love your prayers for that for myself as well. Um, and, you know, for all the people going through that right now and you know, around the world as well. Just, just, it's, it's, it's a sickness and it's not something to be, you know, deathly fearful of, but it's real. And it, you know, it is not a fun disease to get. So um, let's make sure to be in prayer for those people that are dealing with that. And, you know, I, for one, even though I've had it, I would love to see our country and, you know, our state open up a little bit more, um, ready to kind of get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, I don't know about you with that, but uh, for me, one, for one, I'm really looking forward to this summer. We're going to do an outdoor service all summer long um, just because we can and you don't have to wear masks and you can be outside and enjoy the sunshine and worship God and creation and um, just kind of see all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, if you're ever up in the Vale area in the, in the mountains this summer um, on vacation or anything like that, you should come join us for one of our outdoor services. It's going to be a ton of fun. So um, once again, would love to answer any questions. We've got all open lines right now. You can call us 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. I'm going to go to the text line here real quick 
And um, let's see. There's a question that came through on the text line that says this. Hi, Pastor Nate. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. She was talking about how the pastor at her church was saying we should refer to transgender people by their chosen pronoun and name, but she personally disagreed, saying that calling them by their chosen pronoun is a lie, but calling them by their chosen name is okay because that's given by man, but their gender is given by God. Just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Um, thank you. Yeah, that is a great question. Um, that's exactly one of those hot button issues that we talk about on my podcast as well. Um, you know, trans transgender people and their chosen pronoun and name. This is a very hot button issue right now. In fact, you know, there's cancel culture um, attacking people for um, kind of not using some of these things. And here's here's the bottom line. It, these types of issues, whether it's um, transgender identity, whether it is um, homosexuality, you know, these types of things where people identify themselves by um, these things that are not clearly not, you know, what God would have uh, according to scripture. It's for us as believers, how we interact with people is important, right? Because our call is to love people with the unconditional love of God, but also to speak the truth in love, right? So there's, there's two different sides of this. Um, there's loving people, and there's also speaking truth into their lives. Now, my job as a person, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, is not to go around making sure that every transgender person knows that I think that they're wrong. That's not my job. Um, my job is to make sure that every person I encounter, if I can, as much as I can, knows that they are loved by God and that God has a plan to save them and that they are on their own destined for eternity separate from God. So those are kind of contradicting things there because sometimes people would say, well, if I don't tell them, you know, this, then, then I can't tell them that. But the reality is um, somebody that's practicing homosexuality, they're not going to go to hell because they're practicing homosexuality. They're going to go to hell because they're a sinner and they haven't been forgiven for their sins. Um, and the same thing is true for someone who's transgender. The same thing would be true for someone who's living with their girlfriend. The same thing would be true for someone who cheats on their taxes. Um, now, I'm not saying that there aren't varying degrees of severity of sin, but somebody who doesn't know Jesus is going to spend eternity separated from God because they don't know Jesus, not because they're practicing sin. Now, again, that doesn't mean that I'm excusing sin by any stretch of the imagination. Um, homosexuality is something that is clearly um, seen by God in the scriptures as forbidden and condemned. Um, you know, transgender identity, we don't see a ton of that in scripture. There are some scriptures that refer to uh, men dressing as women and vice versa, um, and that is condemned by God. But really the bigger picture with that is that we are created in God's image. We are created by God. He's the one that determines our identity. Um, and, but it, it's, again, it's not that person living a transgender lifestyle that is going to cause them to spend an eternity separated from God. It's the fact that they are a sinner who needs to be saved by grace. And so when we're interacting with non-believers, the key for us is remembering our place. Our place is to share the gospel. Now, part of sharing the gospel might mean confronting that sin that that person is wrapped up in 
but our primary goal is not to convert that homosexual person to being straight. Our primary goal is not to convert that person who's living in a transgender lifestyle to being, you know, their assigned at birth gender. Our primary goal is to show them that they need a savior, that they need Jesus, and then to allow that savior, Jesus, to come in and by his Holy Spirit begin the process of sanctification and changing their life into what he would have it to be, right? So when we're talking about calling somebody by their chosen name and chosen pronouns, it, that's a hard issue. I mean, we don't want to lie to people. You don't want to, you know, uh, call them, you know, something that they are not by God. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of conversations with these types of people or around these types of people directly. Um, but I think that if we are, um, that we need to be careful to speak in love and careful to speak the truth, right? Now, if you're talking to somebody directly, you're not going to use third-person pronouns anyways. And so calling them by a name that they've chosen, I, I, that's neither here nor there. There are names that are male, female, and both, right? Like the name Kelly, for example, is used by all sorts of people. Um, calling that person to somebody else something that they're not, I think for me is probably where I would say, you know, I'm not going to pretend like they are not what God created them to be. Um, and so love the person and point the portion towards Jesus, um, but not pretending like the truth isn't the truth, right? And I think that's the hard thing. And that's the thing that all of us as Christians are going to be faced with in the coming days is how do we address these issues that the, the scripture speaks clear on, but not make ourselves distracted from the gospel message because we're harping on one of these issues, right? Um, I, I think it's going to be a big challenge for a lot of us, especially as the culture is changing and the culture is consistently heading away from the truth of um, the gospel and the truth of the way that God created male and female, as we see right from the very beginning of um, the scripture. Um, you know, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, I think the, um, the, the challenge is going to be how we communicate the gospel in a way that doesn't compromise truth. And that's what we all need to be praying about as individuals. And we need to come up with a, an honest answer before ourselves and the Lord. Um, and I think that I could give you, you know, kind of exactly what I would say but I also think that this is an issue where you need to have conviction in your own heart and your own mind directly from the Lord on this, of how we speak the truth in love, right? Um, and not to pretend that that person who is living a transgender lifestyle suddenly has become the opposite of what they were created, um, but to recognize that that person is a person who's hurting and that person is a person who is confused and is looking for meaning and purpose. And really what's going on is that they're looking for it in the wrong place. That person who maybe was born female um, and feels like they should be a male is looking for meaning in a male identity. But really the identity that's going to give them meaning is the identity of Jesus Christ. And this is really what it all boils down to is identity. As a Christian, our identity is in Jesus. It's not in our gender, and it's not in our sexuality. In fact, 
as we find our identity in Jesus, he's going to ask us to cast aside our own identity as a person, right? The person that you are is crucified and you are created new in Christ Jesus. And this is why I say there's a difference between the way we communicate with Christians and non-Christians around these issues. Because for a non-Christian, my goal is to communicate the gospel to them. My goal is not to stand in condemnation of, well, you're living a homosexual lifestyle and so you're going to hell. The reality is they're going to hell because they don't know Jesus and they could be going to hell just as easily because they stole a pack of gum from Walmart, right? Until they know Jesus, they stand condemned apart from God. They need to know Jesus. They don't necessarily just need to know that I don't approve of their lifestyle. But for someone that is a believer that's choosing to follow Jesus, and this is where it gets sticky because I've had to deal with this a couple times, that chooses to say, well, I think that I am a you know, I, I think that I'm really a girl, or I think that I'm really a man, or I think that I'm gay, I'm homosexual, um, but I still love Jesus and it's still okay. That's where it gets challenging. And our job as believers is to call that person to a higher standard. Because if you're going to follow Jesus, he's going to ask you for a lot more than your sexuality. He's going to ask you for a lot more than your gen gender identity. He's going to ask you to die daily for him to take up your cross daily and follow him, which means giving up every right you have to yourself and saying, I am yours, whatever it means. And so that's why I believe that really there's no opportunity to be a practicing homosexual Christian. There's no opportunity to be a practicing transgender Christian because it's incompatible with what God has called us to do and called us to be. And if we're going to follow him and step into the calling of God on our lives and be a Christian, we have to die to ourselves every single day. And I have to do it too. And you have to do it too. Whatever, you know, God, you know, is calling, um, you know, in your life, maybe your struggle isn't along the, ident the identity, you know, side of things with gender or homosexuality. Maybe your struggle is with greed and maybe your struggle is with addiction to work and God saying, hey, you've got to die to yourself and find your meaning in serving me. We all have to die to ourselves in Jesus. And so I think that it's really important that we distinguish between those two things, because if we're talking about a non-believer, our job is to love and speak the truth and communicate the gospel. If we're talking to a believer, our job is to love, yes, and to speak the truth, but also to say, hey, you've said that you believe in Jesus, and Jesus has said, if you're going to follow me, you've got to give up everything and follow me which means you've got to give up the things that you think that you want in life as well. And, you know, uh, this also applies for, for believers that are not struggling with homosexuality and they're not struggling with gender identity, but they are struggling with a sexual relationship outside of marriage, or they are struggling with a thought of wanting to get a divorce, or they are struggling with alcohol, um, alcoholism, or they are struggling with greed. Um, we all are called to give up our lives to follow Jesus. And the amazing thing is when you choose to make that decision and you say, everything I have is yours, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to give my life over to you. He gives you so much more in return than you ever lost. This is why Paul said, I count everything else lovish 
rubbish compared to knowing Jesus. Everything that I've built my life on before, it's all trash. Paul had built this great image and this great reputation as one of the prominent Jewish rabbis. And, you know, he says, I was all of these things, and yet I count all of that as loss compared to the excellence of knowing Jesus. And so this is uh, just uh, something that I think that all of us would really do well to grasp is to recognize that, yes, you have to sacrifice to follow Jesus, not to be forgiven, not to say that you're going to heaven, but to really follow Jesus, you have to sacrifice everything. You have to give it up. But when you do, you get so much more in return than you ever gave up in the first place. Giving up my sexuality to know God and to follow God, the reward that I receive is vastly more beneficial and more blessing in anything else than I gave up in the first place. And the same will be true for you with whatever that is that you've been clinging to that you need to let go of. Um, just know that God has such better things in store for you, that he loves you. He's got a good plan and a good purpose, and he wants to bring life and hope and peace and a future. And our goal and our struggle really is to trust him with that, to trust God with your sexuality, to trust God when he says that it's not good for you to get drunk, to trust God with your finances, to trust God with your work future, to trust God with your spouse, to trust God with your kids, trusting that he is who he says that he is and he will do what he says he will do and that he has good things in store for you if you choose to follow him. So um, that was a little bit of a rant. I hope that was encouraging for you though. And um, just seek the Holy Spirit, seek the Lord about how we handle those situations. We're going to have to deal with this a lot more going forward in the future. So thank you for joining us today. We are about out of time. Um, we're going to wrap up here. But once again, I'm Pastor Nate Morris. I've been guest hosting today. It's been a privilege being with you. I've been blessed to be on the program and get to answer some questions and pray for you guys. Um, if you'd like more information about me or about our church, you can check out mountainlife.church or pastorn8.com. Uh, all my podcasts and stuff are on there. But it's been a blessing being with you. And tune in next week on Monday for Calvary Live. God bless you. Have a good night. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.